The bakers of Weber's Bread present your all-star Western Theater. comes your all-star Western Theater, starring America's great Western singers, Boy Willing's Riders of the Purple Sage. Our guest star today is the new PRC singing cowboy and majestic recording artist, Eddie Dean. My name is Cottonseed Clark, and here are the Riders of the Purple Sage. Riding down to Santa Fe, just beyond the mountains and across the way, see that sun hang low in the west, for the land I'm loving the best. Cowboy was a virtual king of the range. A top hand suffered little supervision or interference. It was the pride that he took in turning out prime beef for his ranch that made the average cowpuncher such a valuable employee. Today, the bakers of Weber's Bread take great pride in their products, too. That's why Weber's Bread is such good bread. Weber's Bread is well-mixed and well-baked. It has a firm, even texture and a distinctive flavor that make it a satisfying, enjoyable part of every meal. And Weber's bread is always good bread. Its quality is consistent. Buy a loaf of Weber's bread next time you go shopping. You'll find it on your grocer's shelves in the famous blue gingham wrapper, and you'll like it. Riders of the Purple Sage turn to another of their latest Western Heart Song Majestic recordings to bring you one of the finest love ballads of the year. Boy Willing's own great Western song success, No One to Cry To. Oh, 
After several weeks' absence from your all-star Western theater while completing a heavy schedule of pictures to meet the demands of his growing public, we welcome a return visit from PRC's outstanding cowboy singing star, Eddie Dean. Haven't got a worry, haven't got a care, haven't got a dime to call my own. Though I'm out of money, I'm a millionaire, I still have my home in San Antonio. Now when I greet my neighbors with a high you all, I'm wealthy as a king upon a throne. You can have your mansion or a cottage small. I'll still take my home in San Antonio. Well, I traveled o'er the country on my merry way. Been in crowds and felt I was alone. But when I feel like bragging, I just stop and say, I'm a native son of San Antonio. Now there's a sweet somebody by the Alamo. Someday she's gonna be my very own. And we'll buy a high chair in a year or so For our little home in San Antonio For our home, our little home in San Antonio Thank you, ladies and gentlemen. It's nice being with you folks again. Well, right now, Eddie, let's take a trip down to the Starbar Ranch and see what problems of the West are facing our men of the range. I'm ready, Cotton. Let's go. Let's go. For some time now, Dad Kilgore, owner of the Starbar, and old Winston Williams of the next ranch, the Bar W, have been feuding. Over what? Just anything that presents a problem. You can always be sure that Dad and Winston will find two sides to it, and from there on, it's each man for himself. At first, no one paid any particular attention to their squabbles, but here of late, their troubles have grown to mammoth proportions, and Eddie Dean, foreman of the Star Bar, is becoming concerned over the situation. Dad, I'm telling you, if you know Winston, don't quit this feuding. You can start looking for another foreman. I'm not feuding with him. I'm trying to be a decent neighbor. The old fool won't let me. Every time my back is turned, he strikes like a snake. And he says the same thing about you. Eh? It's my job to keep work on this ranch going, but for the past month, I've done nothing but settle quarrels between you two. And the boys are getting fed up with it, too. Yeah, how does it concern them? For one thing, you've got old Winston so stirred up that our men can't even ride across his pasture anymore. Well, time to stay out of his fool pasture. We have to cross it to get to our East 40, or ride five miles down to where you can cross the river. Eh. Why, yesterday he fired on him with a double-barrel shotgun loaded with fat meat and pork rinds. He did, did he? Well, then I'll go him one better. If any of these men are found on my property, blast them with buckshot as big as a baseball. You like to talk loud and long and noisy. But if you get right down to it, neither one of you would harm a flea. You just think I wouldn't. I'm tougher than a two-bit T-bone when I get started. <laughs> I ain't even begun to wind up yet. Well, I'm going over to have a little talk with him. When I get his side of the story, then I'm coming back here and work on you. You stay away from him. I can handle the likes of Winston Williams, and I don't need no help. Besides, you just want to be dear that daughter of his and Mary. His daughter feels the same as I do about this fight you two are carrying on. Now, look here, Eddie. Something's got to be done about old man Williams. There. What did I tell you? What happened today? Oh, he blasted us with his old double-barrel shotgun. Yeah, and he hit me. I'm stung all over with meat rinds. 
That's all. Get the men together. We're going to ride over and shoot it out. And this time with real fireworks. Quiet down. I'm going to handle this. Where'd you hit you, Jim? Right there. Eh? Shot in the back. <laughs> Just like a watermelon thief. Never mind. Boys, I'm going to ride over and see the old man and get this business straightened out. Now, we've got more to do around this ranch than to listen to two childish old men quarrel like kids. I resent that remark. You also resemble that remark. I fired men for less than that. Shut up. I'll saddle my horse. I'm going calling. Hello, Mary. Eddie, how are you? Fine, thanks. Where's your dad? Well, he's out to the barn. Come in. He'll be back soon. Thank you, ma'am. I can imagine why you're here, Eddie. This fighting's getting serious, Mary. Your dad and old man Kilgore are in dead earnest with his student. I sometimes wonder. I'll stop wondering. It's getting to the point where it's got to be stopped. And to think how it all started. Just how did it happen? One of Mr. Kilgore's hogs got into our garden and just ruined everything. And then? And then, the next day we had pork chops for dinner. (laughs) And it's been growing worse and worse. Oh, here comes Daddy now. Well, now, howdy, Eddie, howdy. Sure good to see you. But get off my property. Oh, now, Daddy, don't Oh, you keep out of this, Mary. I'm a vicious man when there's trouble to deal with. Mr. Williams, that's the reason I'm here. There should be some way to convince you and Dad Kilgore to bury the hatchet. Well, I wouldn't go as far to say that, Eddie. After all, I have my pride to uphold, and the Williams' pride isn't to be seized at. <laughs> yeah, right. Thank you. Uh, tell me, by the way, Eddie, have any of the boys complained about my firing on them with my double barrel? Yes, they have. Don't you think that Jerry, that's carrying it a little too far? Why, one of the boys is picking pork rind out of his hide all day. Well, that pork rind come off of old man Kilgore's hog that I killed. I'm just returning the hog to him the hard way. <laughs> well, it was all right as long as you and Mr. Kilgore kept your arguments to yourself, Daddy. But now it's affecting all of us. Mary's right, Mr. Williams. There should be some way to settle this fussing and fighting you two are doing. Well, I'm a piece of man myself. But when you're dealing with a man like Kilgore, I say fight fire with fire. If you would stop to think about it, I'd say that neither of you know what you're fighting about. Well, yeah, can't get along on that, daughter, no. After the hog incident, one of my calves disappeared, and when I went over to Kilgore's and fire about it, he was feasting on a meal, a baby meal. Why, anything could have happened to that calf, Mr. Williams. Yeah, that's true, but looked mighty peculiar to me. And I don't want old Kilgore getting fat on my meat. Look, why don't the two of you call a truce, agree to bury the hatchet, and start all over again? Now, look here, young man. You're not talking to John L. Lewis. Nobody's calling you names. Let <laughs> me tell you, Eddie boy, I discuss this affair with all I care to. When old Kilgore comes to me with a proper apology, I will accept it. Until then, well, as Sherman said, war is war. Well, good night, Giddy. I'm going up to my room. Good night, Mr. Williams. And please convey my contempt to your employer. Well, Mary, I didn't get very far, did I? I don't know what to do about them. Underneath it all, I think they would really like to be good friends. You really think so? I certainly do. One is just too proud to give in to the other. You know, I've got an idea. Well, I'm willing to do anything to bring those two together. Now, listen. I'm going to have a talk with Dad Kilgore. Then I'll be back here in the next hour to talk with Mr. Williams again. Well, what is your plan? Just this. 
I'll tell Dad Kilgore that Mr. Williams... Scoundrel, eh? That's right, Dad. Yeah. And it just goes to prove that all you have to do is use a little common horse sense. Meaning what? Well, I told Mr. Williams how upset you were about the whole thing. And yeah. Then suddenly he broke down and acted a man about the entire affair. That's hard to believe. But what did he say? He said he felt like he'd carried this thing too far and that he'd hurt a fine man. Huh? Meaning who? Meaning you. Well, at least I'm glad he recognizes the fact. He's pretty hurt, Dad. Yeah. He said he didn't understand why you hadn't been harder on him than you had. That a man of your standing in this community was due more respect than he'd shown you. Old man Winston said that? He certainly did. I reckon because of his illness, he feels that he should kind of right his wrong. Illness? What kind of illness? Well, it's, uh, uh, it's uh, liver disease. I, oh, uh, dear me. I think it's called uh, kleptomania or something like that. <laughs> well, I'm always sorry to hear of a man having an illness. Klepto, kle- kleptomania, you see? I think it'd be right nice, Dad, if you'd accept his apology. Yeah. Bury the hatchet and, uh, and call off this dude. He, he feels awfully bad about it. Well, by golly, you're right, son. If Winston is man enough to admit his mistakes, then the least I can do is admit my own. That's right nice of you, Dad. I always knew you were a broad-minded person. Yes, sir. And, Dad, on account of his illness, it'd be right nice like if you'd kind of let him feel that, well, put a little of the burden on your own shoulders. Well, that's right where it belongs, son. This whole thing is just as much my fault as it is Winston's. And I'm going to tell him so, yes, sir. I knew you were a real man, Dad. Yeah. Say, I've got it. What? Suppose we invite Mr. Williams and his daughter over for dinner tomorrow, and we'll have kind of a reunion feast. Hey, that's a wonderful idea, Eddie. Wonderful idea. I'll call him up right away. No, 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 don't do that. Why not? Well, I'll have Mary bring him over as a kind of a surprise. Say, that's better. Good old Winston. I always knew he was made of the real stuff. Yes, sir. Hiya, boss. What's going on? Hello, boys. Come right in. Good to see you. Well, what's wrong? You're in a good humor. Never felt better in my whole life. Dad uh, and Winston Williams are patching up their quarrels, boys. Yes, sir. Say, that's the best news we've had yet. Yes, sir. And when Winston and Mary come over tomorrow, we'll have music and foot. And a good time will be had by all. <laughs> Working like a charm. I've got Dad Kilgore ready to do anything to make a man. Oh, that's wonderful. Now I'll call Daddy and we'll get this family in shape for the big event tomorrow. Good. Here he comes now. Well, well, Edward, my boy. You're back rather soon, ain't you? That's right, Mr. Williams. I've just had a long talk with Dad Kilgore. What does the old reprobate know worth repeating in the presence of my daughter? It's like this, Mr. Williams. I explained to him that I had a talk with you, and mm-hmm. then sudden like he broke down and just plain admitted that he'd carried his fight with you a little too far. Well, I should do with black so good, you know what? Yeah, well, he said he felt that he'd done a grave injustice to one of the community's most outstanding citizens. Hmm. Tom, you uh, Gilgore say that about me? He sure did. Well, he said he felt as if he'd carried this thing too far and that he'd hurt a fine man. Yes, well, that's rather hard to believe, you know what? I reckon it's on account of his uh, illness, Mr. Williams. Illness? He, Tom he, Hill? Uh, yes, sir. He has some sort of a, a stomach ailment. Oh. It's uh, called a, a psychoneurosis or something. Oh. Psychoneurosis? Yeah, well, I know what that is. I once had a pig died with it, yeah. <laughs> 
you know, it is too bad. You know, a new man is quick to see the air of his ways. Well, Mary and me was hoping that you'd kind of accept his apology. Oh, of course, I'd be an ingrate not to, you know. But I feel that I'm as much to blame as Tom is. You know, after all, I'm a vicious man at times, you know that? Uh, then uh, you will accept his invitation to dinner tomorrow? Oh, it makes me rather happy. <laughs> yes, accept that. Oh, that's wonderful of you, Daddy. It sure is, Mr. William. Yeah, you can never say that the Williams wasn't willing to do the right thing. Well, I must go to my room. I'll see you tomorrow, Eddie. Good night, Mr. William. Good night, Daddy. Good night, Mary. Don't stand on the front porch too long now. <laughs> Well, how'd that do, Mary? Wonderful, Eddie. Now, if everything turns out all right tomorrow, our troubles are over. Then maybe you and I could talk of... Well, talk of maybe getting... Uh, let's wait until tomorrow to talk about that. Right now, here's Dad's old guitar. You're going to sing me a song. For the sweetest girl I know on the banks of the sunny San Juan. On the banks of the sunny San Juan. Watching the river roll on, wondering if it will reach the sea, wondering where my old pal can be at the foot of a I'm watching and waiting here still. All that's left of my scheme is to sit with my dreams on the bank of the sunny San Juan. Tom. Winston, come right in, my old friend. This is indeed a pleasure. Welcome to my home. 
Hello, Mary. Hello, Mr. Kilgore. Of course, you know all the boys, Winston. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, we met in the cow pasture yesterday. Quiet down, Jimmy. Yeah. Tom, you know, Tom, this is a lovely place you have here. Yep, yep. Yes, indeed. It's real pleasure to accept your hospitality. Well, as humble as it is, Winston, mm. I want to know it comes right from the heart. Mm. I'll take your hat and coat, Mr. Williams. And yours, Mary. Thanks. Uh, Winston, uh, before we begin our social gathering and dinner... May I apologize to you for all the worries and troubles, of course, yes? Oh, it's my fault, Tom. I've been a fool at times, you know. Now, now, Winston. The entire misunderstanding was my fault. Now, boys, before you argue about whose fault it was, uh, what do you say to uh, taking a seat and enjoying a little music the boys have ready for you? Yeah, now, say, that's a well of idea. Yeah. Love music, you know. Play a little guitar myself once in a while. All right, Johnny. Get up, Al. Let's have a lively tune for the company. All right, Eddie. Mary, here's one special for you and Mr. Williams. Johnny and Bud playing After You've Gone. How'd it go, boys? That's a friendly call for dinner. I hope this dinner will be one we'll never forget. If something goes wrong, it will be. What'd you say, son? I said I was so hungry, I was silly. Now, Mary, you... Mary, you sit right here. And you, Winston, will sit at the head of the table. Well, now, Tom, this is an unexpected honor. Uh Aha, nothing's too good for my friend Winston Williams. All right, Sam, you may bring in the food. Yeah, now, say, this is a real pleasure. Is everything all right around the ranch these days? Oh, yes, yes, fine, Tom. Yes, Fine, had a little trouble with chicken thieves. Yeah, and there's six of my best fires this morning. Now, that's too bad. Hope you find them, Mr. Williams. Get them in court, folks, for half a dozen southern fried chicken. Yeah. <laughs> you know, for a minute, I thought he said a half a dozen chickens. That's what I said, Mr. Wilson. That's what I said. Fresh killed this morning. This morning? Yes, Winston. I had one of the boys go to the market early this morning and get them. 
Didn't I, Eddie? I don't know, Dad. I was... Uh, oh, I mean, uh, yes, sir. You, you sure did. Well, I got them myself. I hope you won't be called on to prove that. Now, Winston, just enjoy yourself. What can I pass you? Well, now, let me see. I'll have potatoes, if you don't mind. First, have some fried chicken. Well, no, if you don't mind, Tom, I'll pass the chicken. You see, I'm sentimental about that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, I'd like some chicken. It's their best chicken, Miss Mary. Every one of them a big, fat Plymouth Rock. Uh, say, I raised Plymouth Rocks, you know. Yeah, I know. That's my <laughs> By the way, Tom, I'm anxious about your health. Just how is your liver? Uh, my liver? Yes. My liver? Well... Fine, that is. Uh, never mind. I know you must be sensitive about it. Have some beans, Mr. Williams. Yes, I will. Now, thanks, Edward. You know, speaking of my health, Tom, tell me something. How's yours? Fine, Winston. Fine. Never felt better in my whole life. Yeah, try this cha-cha, Mr. Williams. Yeah, yeah, I will. Thanks, Edward. Uh, is your stomach in better shape now, Tom? Oh, stomach is fine. Fine, Winston, yes. Yeah. Hope your liver don't give you any more trouble. No. No. Tell me, just what is sacrinosis is. Ma'am. It's a mental condition. Oh, is it? Yeah, you know, mentally unbalanced. Oh. Yes. Well, now, I'm sorry to hear that, Tom. Yes, yes. Yeah, maybe that explains the trouble between you and I. Yes. Pass the mustard greens. I uh, hope your kleptomania gets better. Quick, somebody pass what something. Say, Tom? I said I hope your kleptomania condition improves. Why are you Our guest star today was Joe Forte as Tom Dad Kilgore, Dick Ryan as Winston Williams, Helen Gerald as Mary, and the Riders of the Purple Sage as themselves. Eddie Dean will return in a few moments. Forty a month and his food used to be good pay for a cowpuncher, and the hours were long and work was hard. A cowboy had to know how to rope and ride and brand. He had to know the race and how to keep the herd from running all the fat off on the long trail to market. He was a specialist in everything on the ranch, an all-purpose hand. Today, famous Weber's bread is an all-purpose bread. Weber's bread is equally good as toast for breakfast, sandwiches for lunch, or when served with more elaborate dinner meals, because Weber's bread blends well with other foods. The firm, even texture, golden brown crust, and distinctive flavor of Weber's bread make it a welcome addition to the daily menu. Buy a loaf next time you go shopping. You'll find it at your grocer's in the familiar blue gingham wrapper, and your family will enjoy Weber's bread. And now, here once more is Eddie Dean. Thank you, Cotton. Thank you, ladies and gentlemen. One of the nice things about visiting with the all-star Western theater folks here each week is to hear as fine a Western singing group as this country has known in a long, long time. Boy Willing, the writers of the Purple Stage. If it'd be so kind, I'd like to ask him to sing one of my favorite Western ballads, Tumbling Tumbleweed. Tumble and tumble, 
I know when night is gone that a new world's born at dawn. I'll be falling alone. My heart is a song. you've heard your all-star Western theater, a V.M. Bear production starring America's great Western singers, Boy Willings, Riders of the Purple Sage. Our guest star today has been the screen's popular singing cowboy, Eddie Dean. My name is Cottonseed Clark. Next week, another star of the West in a story of the West. This program came to you from the studios of KNX, Columbia Square. Columbia Square.